It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Wednesday, December 8th edition of the Heartland at Noon, brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purpose Financial, working together to serve you better. Coming up on the show today, a COVID-19 update from the Provincial Emergency Operations Center yesterday. And it included the announcement that the Booster Shot program has expanded to include all of us 50-plus. PIOC President Marlo Pritchard and Dr. Saqib Shahab on the Heartland at Noon today. City Council has some work to do now that the proposed operating budget is on the table. We'll share that story. Also, City Hall looking for our input on our cultural plan. It's getting lots of attention. In fact, Sass Cultures Engage magazine has a feature article on this plan in their fall edition. Director of Parks and Recreation Derek Blay will join us to tell us more. And a Cinnaboya mayor, Sharon Schoenberg, on the show today. We'll exchange Christmas greetings and talk about all the exciting things happening in her town. Today on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw news. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Four probable cases of the Omicron variant have been detected in Saskatchewan. They're all within one household and currently are isolating, as well as their close contacts. There are 154 people who have traveled from countries where the Omicron has been detected and they are currently being looked at by the province. About one-third of those people have completed testing, and all are being quarantined. Over 35,000 doses of the pediatric COVID-19 vaccines have been administered in Saskatchewan. So how long do kids have to wait for their second dose? According to the Saskatchewan Health Authority, the best time for kids to get their second dose is after eight weeks, with a minimum waiting period of three weeks. Studies show a stronger immune response and a reduced risk of myocarditis when the eight-week interval is used. Dr. David Tor on why vaccinating the younger population is important. We don't hear much about it, but we have certainly had uh, children affected by COVID. Um, And, uh, of course, of more concern is the effects or the long-term effects after having had the COVID. To book your child's vaccine, visit the Saskatchewan Health Authority's website. All residents 50 years of age and older are now eligible for their COVID-19 booster shots. Anyone in this age group can get their boosters five months after their second dose. Saskatchewan's chief medical health officer, Dr. Shahab, said those who mixed and matched vaccines can still get a booster. Irrespective of which vaccine was used, any of the approved Health Canada vaccines, uh, which are two-dose scheduled, they're all eligible for a booster at five months. Those who received a booster because they have traveled or are immunocompromised do not need to receive a fourth dose at this time. There were 47 new cases of COVID-19 reported yesterday, along with three deaths and 70 recoveries. Of the new cases, one is in the south-central zone, 13 are in Saskatoon, and two are in Regina. 613 cases are considered active, 31 cases are active in the south-central zone. 131 people are hospitalized with COVID, including 31 in the ICU. Two residents are receiving ICU care in Ontario and are not a part of the hospitalization count. 
The Buffalo Pound Water Treatment Plant Renewal Project has been making significant strides, according to the corporation's semi-annual report to City Council. General Manager Ryan Johnson gave an update. For the plant renewal project, the design has progressed very well and is at the 70% completion stage. As the design advanced, value engineering sessions were occurred to reduce the project's costs, and as of August 21st, the project remains under budget. A new project has been added to the 2022 capital budget to desludge all of the lagoons to prepare for the plant renewal project. The City of Moose Jaw's proposed budget includes a 4.86% property tax increase. The budget accounts for a $2.5 million drop in revenue and a 2.78% increase in operating expenditures. The proposed increase breaks down to 3.25% for municipal operations and 1.61% for the Moose Jaw Police Service. Budget deliberations continue tonight at 4 p.m. at City Hall. The proceedings will be streamed live on the city's website. The Moose Jaw Health Foundation got a boost with a $20,000 donation. With more, here's Discover Moose Jaw's Sean Slatt. For 68 years, the St. Vladimir Ukraine Orthodox Church has been a staple in the community, holding a number of fundraisers to help people in Moose Jaw. In November, the church held its final service, but wanted to leave a legacy for those who contributed back to the community. So at the Festival of Trees, it was announced that the church would be donating $20,000 to the Moose Jaw Health Foundation. The funds donated will go towards state-of-the-art equipment and programming at the Dr. F.H. Wigmore Hospital. For Discover Moose Jaw News, I'm Sean Slatt. And the southbound lanes of Main Street North are closed from Town & Country Drive to McDonald Street for catch basin repairs. Detours will be in place, and the repairs are expected to be finished by Friday. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 106 points, the Dow Jones is down 87 points, the NASDAQ is up 35 points, and the Canadian dollar is down at 79.012 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says an official announcement is coming today on whether Canada will join a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Olympics. He says Canada's decision should be in line with its allies and that the government has been talking to other countries about the issue for many months. The United States, the United Kingdom and Australia will all be sending athletes to compete in Beijing, but keeping government officials home to protest human rights concerns. Jewish people in the federal civil service are asking Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's special envoy on fighting anti-Semitism for support dealing with anti-Jewish abuse and slurs at work. Envoy Erwin Kotler says he wants to ensure anti-Semitism is included in all government strategies, to combat racism so that it isn't marginalized. Government officials have formed a support network to share experiences that one says is causing many public service members stress and anxiety. The federal government is expanding a pilot program launched in 2018 that's designed to bring skilled refugees to Canada. It allows people to apply for permanent residency through conventional economic immigration streams by removing some barriers, including financial burdens. And Quebec City police are investigating the suspicious deaths of two men found in a burning rooming house early this morning. 
Both bodies bore marks of violence, but no cause of death has been released yet. There was another death at the same rooming house earlier this year, but police say it did not involve a crime. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Moose Jaw Warriors on home ice tonight, taking on the Brandon Wheat Kings at Mosea Place. Voice of the Warriors, James Gallo, and Warriors Hall of Famer Derek Kletzer will have the pregame show at 640, play-by-play at 7. The Wheat Kings were in action on home ice last night. They beat Medicine Hat 6-4, and with that win, they moved a point up on Moose Jaw for third place in the WHL East Division. The Regina Pats on home ice tonight as well. They're hosting the Medicine Hat Tigers. The U18 AAA Moose Jaw Warriors beat the Legionnaires in Swift Current 4-1 last night. Grady Hoffman scored two for the winners. Connor Miller and Daxon Peterson scored the other two. The local AAAs will be back at it Saturday up in Saskatoon against the Blazers. Four games on tap in the National Hockey League tonight, including the Vancouver Canucks hosting Boston. The Canucks coming off a 4-0 win over Los Angeles Monday in head coach Bruce Boudreaux's debut behind the bench. The Penny Barker rank out of the Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center will be among those competing at the 2022 Viterra Scotty's Tournament of Hearts in Assiniboia next month. Curl Sask letting us know eight teams have now qualified, including ranks skipped by big names like Michelle Inglot and Amber Holland. Four more teams will qualify at the Viterra Last Chance event later this month at the Highland Club in Regina. And the Toronto Raptors look for a third win in a row. They take on the visiting Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. And remember, we'd like your scores and local sports stories. Email sports at discovermoosejaw.com. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Mostly sunny skies on the way this afternoon. Windy, though, south at 40, gusting up to 60. The high today, plus 3. Increasing cloud tonight, a 30% chance of some more light snow. Wind southwest 30, gusting to 50. Low, minus 8. Tomorrow, clearing through the morning. Wind west, 30, gusting to 50. High, minus 3. Friday, sunny. High, minus 7. Saturday, sunny. High, minus 1. Sunday, sunny, with a high of minus 1. Yesterday's high, minus 9. Normal high at this time of year, minus 5. Normal low, minus 15. Record high for today, 10 degrees, set in 1990. Record low, minus 36 in 2009. Sun came up at 8.49, and sun goes down at 4.59 today. This hour, Moose Jaw mostly sunny, windy, minus 2, Regina minus 8, Assiniboia Gravelberg minus 4, Rockland Coronac minus 6, Swift Current minus 1, Elbow minus 3, Davidson Watrous minus 8. Once again, Assiniboia minus 4, Regina minus 8, and with the wind out of the south at 48, gusting up to 59. And the relative humidity at 83%, it is minus 2 in Moose Jaw. Icy patches, slippery sections out there after the uh, snow this morning in the local area. Still snowing on the east side of the province, by the way. Road Report, Paul Martin Commentary, coming up on the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. These days, you can do almost anything online. Browse your favorite store, book your next massage, or order dinner from that popular restaurant. Being digital is just business as usual. So master your web presence with Homefield. From getting your site to rank at the top of Google to updating all your business listings, 
Whether you want to do it yourself or have us do it for you, make it happen with Homefield. Get Homefield working for you today at myhomefield.ca. Rotate your canola traits, not your seed company. CS4000 LL from Cantera Seeds is a high-yielding Liberty Link canola hybrid featuring club root and black leg resistance with excellent straight-cut performance. CS4000 LL joins Cantera Seeds' full lineup of herbicide-tolerant and disease-resistant canola hybrids to give you the options you want with the performance you need. One seed company for your full rotation. Visit Cantera.com to order CS4000 LL from your preferred retailer today. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Still lots of snow falling out there from, uh, well, from Cold Lake, Cold Lake, Alberta, all the way down through uh, Rostern, Saskatoon, Humboldt, Watrous, Wynyard, and then through east-central Saskatchewan, like Yorkton, Melville, and, and still lots of precipitation from Indian Head to the Manitoba border. So... The Road Report is brought to you by My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town & Country Mall. Full store of winter fashions for sizes small to 2XL. While it is warming up out there and the roads will get a little messy in the local area, do keep in mind the low tonight is going to dip to minus 3 with a wind chill of minus 17. So it will get icy tonight. Local area highways wet, subject to freezing, icy patches, slippery sections, and some drifting snow out there. And that's right across uh, right across Saskatchewan, southern and central Saskatchewan. So if you have to make a commute today, make sure you allow yourself some extra time. Gas, 138.9 at most local stations. As low as 135.9 at one local station. Uh, Main Street closed for a couple of days between uh, Town and Country Drive and McDonald Street. Here that it is. Southbound lanes of Main Street closed from Town and Country Drive to McDonald Street. They hope to have that work finished. By Friday. And a reminder, the Waccamaw Valley Winter Wonderland of Lights is open nightly in our beautiful Waccamaw Valley. Ten bucks a carload, and you can take the twinkle tour in beautiful Waccamaw Valley. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. The monthly report on employment rules in this province, this one for November, was another mixed bag. We tend to see some big swings in these numbers. We'll see the number of jobs, for example, go up by 5,000 one month and down by an equivalent number the following one, suggesting the sample size they assigned to Saskatchewan may lead to volatility in the numbers. But for November, it was not so much a big change in job numbers, but rather the number of people in the workforce. It dropped by 5,000, meaning that many people either gave up on the job hunt or left the province altogether. So, with a smaller pool of people in a position to hold employment, our unemployment rate went down a full percentage point, giving us the third lowest rate in the country. Now, where things did change, according to this report, was the mix of employment. There were 5,500 new full-time jobs and a loss of 4,100 part-time spots. That suggests employers were converting part-timers to full-timers as they scramble to find talent as the labor pool contracts. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade bowling for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Globe Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. John's Music. Give the gift of music this Christmas. All types of instruments, lessons, even sound equipment for holiday gatherings. Christmas sounds great at John's Music in downtown Moose Jaw. 37 Main Street North. Fa-la-la-la-love, John's Music. 
The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. COVID-19, big announcement yesterday. Uh, Booster eligibility has expanded to uh, 50-plus. More on that in just a moment. So if you're looking for uh, your booster shot or your first or second shot of COVID-19 vaccine or your influenza vaccine, walk in and pop up clinics up all over the province. Uh, Again, I'll reiterate, the Saskatchewan Health Authority Facebook page is a great place to go to find all the information you need. You can also go to the Government of Saskatchewan website. So these uh, walk-ins and pop-up clinics, uh, you don't need an appointment to attend. Assiniboia today uh, through Friday, 10 till 345 each day. Moose Jaw Thursday and Friday. So tomorrow and Friday at the old Ross School, uh, 10 till 5 both days. Pfizer for 12 plus, Moderna, Pfizer for ages 5 to 11, and the influenza vaccines available there. And uh, you can get your booster shot at these pop-up and uh, walk-in clinics as well. Um, did you know, by the way, you can uh, get the influenza vaccine as as well, like I said. Uh, we got the COVID-19 update delivered yesterday by Provincial Emergency Operations Center President Marlo Pritchard. There are 47 new COVID positive cases to report today. 131 people are in hospital due to COVID. 31 people are in ICU due to COVID and 49 non-COVID ICU patients for a total of 80 in ICU and that is as of 6 a.m. this morning. Two Saskatchewan patients are currently receiving care in Ontario as a result of the out-of-province transfers. One repatriation is expected within the next 24 hours but that may change due to weather, patient conditions, or other unforeseen circumstances. As of December 7th, 87% of the residents 12 years and older and 82% of residents five years and older have received their first dose. 82% of residents 12 years and older and 74% of residents five years and older are fully vaccinated. 36,000 doses have been provided to children between the ages of five and 11 years which equals to 32% of the eligible population, which is absolutely fabulous to see since it's only been two weeks since the rollout of the pediatric vaccines. As reported last week, in the month of November, the SHA exceeded the service resumption targets set by the Premier. To date, approximately 93% of eligible staff that were originally redeployed to support areas like testing, contact tracing, and outbreak management have returned to their home positions. In addition, the SHA has initiated the second phase of its service resumption plan focused on returning those redeployed to support ICUs and acute care services back to their home positions. To date, approximately 55%, 125 of the 229 staff of staff redeployed for these purposes have already been returned to their home positions. The combined result of hitting phase one targets and initiating phase two service resumption is that 283 
of the 395 services slowed since early September have been fully resumed and 58 services have been partially resumed. The SHA will continue redeploying staff supporting ICUs and acute care services back to their home position as COVID pressures and overall ICU numbers decline. Uh, as many on this call have uh, have asked about in regards to booster dose, I'm excited to announce and uh, the, the the booster rollout, which aligns with the public safety strategy of the province, that effective immediately the following groups who have received two doses of a Health Canada-approved COVID-19 vaccine are eligible to receive their COVID-19 booster dose five months following their second dose. They are individuals aged 50 years and older individual 18 years and older living in the far north and those living on First Nation communities, all healthcare workers, and individuals born in 2009 or earlier with underlying health conditions that are clinically extremely vulnerable, including those with diabetes. More information about the groups currently eligible to receive booster and third doses are approved and the approved interval is uh, available at the website at saskatchewan.ca uh, backslash COVID-19. Additional age groups will be added with the target of making boosters available to all Saskatchewan residents 18 years and older early in 2022. If you've already received a third or booster dose for travel purposes, you do not require a fourth vaccination at this time. There are lots of vaccine supply on hand. The province of Saskatchewan has sufficient vaccine within the province to support COVID-19 vaccinations for all residents 12 years and older pediatric vaccinations 5 to 11, and all booster and third dose vaccinations. So again, I would like to remind everyone and strongly encourage everyone to get uh, fully vaccinated, get their booster vaccine as soon as possible. That's Marlo Pritchard, the uh, president of the Provincial Emergency Operations Centre. Dr. Saqib Shahab also weighing in yesterday, telling us we're on the right track with the vaccine rollout, but he's hoping to see growing numbers in the coming days leading up to Christmas. First of all, obviously completing 5 to 11 first doses over December, and then many parents will come for the second doses, 5 to 11 uh, uh, January uh, uh, onwards. Secondly, we still have some unfinished business for first and second doses, as we know, uh, many parts of the province have low COVID cases, but we continue to see higher case numbers in some southern rural uh, areas, you know, south central, southeast, uh, central east, for example, and also north and far north. So although our first and second dose uptake has increased 12 and older, we would still like that to continue. And finally, as Marlo said, you know, we have done really well in terms of protecting those at highest risk by offering a third booster. Um, uh, so with today's announcement uh, that everyone 50 and older and 18 and older in the far north and on First Nation communities is now eligible for a booster dose as five months, I think that is also a very important demographic that we hope as many people as possible will take advantage of this as long as they're five months after the second dose. And as Marlo Pritchard said, you know, we have enough vaccines to accommodate all three uh, key populations as we uh, look at the next few weeks before the holidays. Thank you. As I've uh, mentioned a number of times over the course of the past few weeks, the Saskatchewan Health Authority is doing a really good job on social media, uh, specifically on Facebook. You'll find links to all the information you need about upcoming vaccine clinics and the safety of the vaccines that most of us are lining up for, including uh, informative videos. In this piece, 
Uh, it comes with this introduction. Children from across Saskatchewan submitted COVID-19 vaccination questions, and our physicians are answering. This question comes from Madison in Saskatoon. What are the side effects from the vaccine? Dr. Tanya Diener answers that question. and I was wondering what are the side effects of the COVID vaccine? So like most other vaccines you've received before, I would say majority of people don't have any side effects. They just feel that initial poke and then they're all good to go. However, some people do have side effects. And if we think of your arm where the needle go into, you might have some pain there. Uh, it might start swelling. It might even be some redness. Or sometimes people can have a bit of a fever. They're just not feeling well. They feel tired. Maybe you have a headache. But that only lasts one to two days. So really, the side effects are just pointing us to the fact that the vaccine is working and it's going to start protecting you against this virus. Very rarely people might be allergic to something that's in the vaccine, but we always ask about that before we provide it. But sometimes people don't know, and then they might have some allergic reaction, which can include some itchiness or extra swelling, or very rarely they might have some serious side effects. But we always make sure we check on those things before we provide the vaccine. Again, you can check out uh, videos just like that and uh, informative pieces just like that on the Saskatchewan Health Authority's Facebook page. We'll take a time out and be back. The uh, proposed operating budget on the table at City Hall. Details on the Heartland at Noon coming up. It's magic and memories. Wonders and wishes. And when it touches your heart, it feels like Christmas. Five Lake Hotel, the best day cubs in town. Proudly serving the community since 1974. Lawson and Gail wish you a very Merry Christmas and hope the new year will be one of positivity, celebrations, and togetherness. Happy Holidays from Five Lake Hotel. Join Church of God Moose Jaw for a hope-filled Christmas. Come celebrate the true reason for the season Saturday evenings at 6.30 and Sunday mornings at 9 and 10.30. And don't miss their special Christmas Eve services at 4, 5.30 and 7. For more info, visit mjcog.com. Little Jason wanted a cowboy suit for Christmas, complete with cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. But Jason knew that as far as the ways of the world were concerned, that was impossible because he had no father and his mother was poor and could barely feed and clothe him. But his young mind was innocent enough and as yet unspoiled to believe in those things beyond the ways of the world, those things of the heart where magic dwells and all things are possible. He talked to God as only a child can and had no doubts that his request would be granted as he fell asleep in the arms of expectation and faith. In the morning, the cowboy suit was there, and so was the hat, and so were the boots. He gave thanks and smiled up to heaven, and then quickly went to change into his new found treasures. He didn't notice that his mother's wedding ring was missing from her finger. Only she and God knew that, and they held hands and quietly talked of better days to come. I'm Gib Forster. Have a Merry Christmas. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. 
So the city of Moose Jaw has released its proposed 2022 budget, which includes investments in roads and water infrastructure, recreation facilities, and programming. Um, it accounts for an almost uh, $2.5 million drop in revenue, a 2.78% increase in municipal operating expenditures, uh, including Phase 7 of the Water Main Replacement Program, Solid Waste Concept Plan, Parks and Rec projects, including Moose Square Playground Replacement, Memorial Field Backstop uh, Replacement there, and uh, Roof Repair and Replacement at multiple facilities. Also, uh, funding for the Climate Action Plan, New pickleball courts, parks and recreation master plan, and phase one of the Thunderbird Viaduct Rehab. Uh, the pros, uh, proposed increase broken down like this. 3.25% to cover municipal operations. So $48.36 per year, or an extra $4 per month. 1.61% to cover the proposed Moose Jaw Police Service budget. An increase in the annual infrastructure level. Uh, levy, that is, by $35 to $100. The budget also proposes a 3% increase to water rates and a 3% increase to sewer rates. Wow. Yeah, we used to pay 30 bucks for water bills. They're like 300 now <laughs> for, for like an average household. Um, the 2022 budget deliberation scheduled uh, for today at 4 o'clock, also again Monday at 6 o'clock and Wednesday, December 15th at 4 o'clock. In council chambers, uh, deliberations open to the public, uh, and if you attend, you got to show proof of COVID nineteen vaccination or a recent negative test. Uh, all budget meetings will be broadcast live on Shaw Cable Ten as well in Moose Jaw, and streamed live on the city's website, um, so you can watch and listen and learn if you like. The uh, cultural plan uh, in Moose Jaw, the planning stage is well underway. And uh, in fact, our cultural plan is uh, featured uh, in Engage magazine from SAS Culture this fall. Uh, We'll be back to talk with uh, Derek Blay, Director of Parks and Rec, about that plan when we come back. Heartland at noon, CHAB. Are you ready to show off your perfect pet? We've teamed up with our friends at Pet Value to show off your furry, scaly, feathery, barking, meowing, swimming, jumping, crawling pets. Each month, we'll draw five pets for a showdown. The pet with the most votes will win a gift card from our friends at Pet Value, plus the title of Perfect Pet. Get your entry in each month. The Pet Value Perfect Pet on discovermoosejaw.com and 800-CHAB. In a world where yield robbers like Clubroot and Blackleg lurk in the soil, one canola hybrid has the stem to take a stand. CS3000TF, a high-yielding TrueFlex canola hybrid from Canterra Seeds. Featuring second-generation Clubroot and multigenic Blackleg resistance with the flexible rate and timing of TrueFlex canola with Roundup Ready technology. Visit Canterra.com to order CS3000TF from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Hey, Moose Jaw Warriors hosting the Brand of Wheat Kings tonight, and I've got a pair of tickets for you if you want them. Text, text the Moose Jaw RV and Marine text line, 693-8000. Tell me your name and just type in Go Warriors and uh, I'll pick somebody uh, by the top of the hour today, okay? Text 6938000, Moose Jaw RV Marine text line, and you might win two tickets to the Warriors and Weekings tonight at Mosea Place in downtown Moose Jaw. 
If you've ever seen a copy of uh, Sass Culture's Engage magazine, uh, you'll know what's, uh, it's always a good read uh, and always uh, highlights people and, and places that, in, in some cases, you might not even know about across our great province. And Moose Jaw uh, figures prominently in the uh, latest edition of Engage magazine. Uh, an article slugged Moose Jaw on track with its culture plan. It reads in part, Many cities with checkered pasts do their best to erase and forget the sordid details. Not Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan's fourth largest city, just a hair behind Prince Albert, revels in its notoriety, proudly calling itself Canada's most notorious city. That notoriety includes a history of rum-running, gangsters, Al Capone was reputed to have been a visitor, prostitution, police corruption, the Zoot Suit Riot, and the infamous tunnels that, so the legend goes, sheltered, persecuted Chinese immigrants as well as bootleggers. Some of this is depicted and celebrated in the city's famous murals, uh, almost 50 strong, those murals. Uh, Of course, there's not much notorious stuff going on in Moose John now. Its history has become a part of the city's vibrant culture. The article goes on to say now Moose Jaw is attempting to capitalize even further on that culture. With the aid of a community engagement and planning grant from SAS Culture, the city's Parks and Recreation and Culture Department has embarked on a several-year project to develop a culture plan. Work on it began in June following a green light from City Council. And heading it up is Derek Blay, the uh, Parks and Recreation Director with the City of Moose Jaw. Thanks for joining us, Derek. I really appreciate it. And maybe we'll start by by, um, asking you to tell us about the process in in developing the plan. Yeah, no, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, it's been a a great process thus far. Um, It really came to fruition uh, through our Cultural Advisory uh, Committee here with the City. bringing forward a recommendation to City Council to apply for this funding through uh, SAS Culture, and we were successful in in getting that funding. And it's led to the development of a project planning team representing over 15 organizations across the city um, and through the the first phase here of the plan. And, um, yeah, it's it's been great working and collaborating with all all the different organizations to discuss culture in our community and what we could do to implement culture in our future planning priorities. The, uh, the article goes on to say that um, uh, the approach uh, integrates our cultural resources. Can you expand on our cultural resources and maybe define that for us? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and that's really what this first phase is all about, is, is identifying all the different cultural resources we have in our city. And those could be physical things such as our facilities, our cultural center, our museums, our art galleries, those different things. But also um, the different cultural organizations within the city. Um, uh, assets such as our, our public art, um, all the different events that be, that are hosted annually within our city, that, that all makes up our culture. And then extending to things even from food, uh, all the different restaurants we have, anything that really incorporates culture, what makes Moose Jaw what it is, is, is considered uh, part of that cultural inventory. And you mentioned uh, bringing together uh, different people uh, uh, in the plan, including arts and and culture, heritage, uh, business, social, and environmental sectors. This sounds like a, well, it's a major project. Sounds like a big job. Yeah, this, you know what, it's, when we really start to pinpoint all the cultural resources in our community, it's, it's, it's amazing how many different resources are out there and how many different cultural, um, I guess, amenities are out there and what makes Moose Jaw, um, like, like, like I said, what it is. So um, it's, uh, it's been a lot of work to get that together. Uh, every time our project planning group meets, there's always 
an item that we forgot or didn't think of or something else has come up that we add to to the inventory and i'm sure it's going to be like that uh for the next few years as we continue to develop the plan the uh the article also tells me you brought together 14 no fewer than 14 different organizations uh in moose jaw yeah, so we that number has actually increased uh, since this article's come out. Um, I think our last we had uh, closer to seventeen organizations represented at our, at our last meeting. So um, we also have a uh, a survey that we've all worked together on uh, to um, primarily to organizations that all offer cultural type services just to help w- uh, help us gather that inventory and help us define what culture is in Moose Jaw. Um, so yeah, it's the collaboration has been tremendous. You know, if you take a look at the, and I'm, I'm looking at it right now, the, the most recent census uh, for Moose Jaw in, in uh, 2016, uh, quite a wide array of, uh, of people uh, living and working and, and living life in Moose Jaw. I mean, uh, uh, from the Americas, uh, from Brazil, Colombia, there's El Salvador, there's Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, there's the United States, uh, Europe, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Croatia, France, Germany. This is where these people who are living in Moose Jaw were born. Hungary, Ireland, uh, the Netherlands, Poland, uh, the United Kingdom, Africa, 380 people uh, born in Africa are living in Moose Jaw right now. Uh, over 1,100 people from Asia living in Moose Jaw right now. It's, it's amazing, and I think... Um, it's mind-blowing, really. I mean, we have people from all over the world uh, who live in, and work in, and raise their children right here in our city. Yeah, no, it is amazing. And I guess one of the goals of the plan is to be able to, all these different uh, demographics and ethnicities, make everyone feel part of the community, part of Moose Jaw, um, and part of the way that the city is going to be moving forward in our community as a whole. So, yeah, it's, it's tremendous. So uh, right now it's it's organizational, uh, it's uh, it's engagement, it's uh, it's communication to start with, right? Yes, yeah. There's four different phases. Um, so the first phase right now was just really getting a good grasp of of the uh, getting the inventory completed and all the different resources, and then we move on to an engagement phase uh, next year where we'll really be interacting with the community, um, getting their thoughts on. Uh, some some long-term goals when it comes to culture, short-term goals, some quick wins, and identifying, I guess, what the key priorities are going to be for the culture plan itself. Um, step three would be the process, so that would be phase three. Um, so that would likely be in 2023 and where we start developing the plan, um, putting together drafts, putting together recommendations, um, initiatives, those types of things based on what we've research and what we've got, uh, the information we've got back from the community. So, and then the following phase, the fourth phase will be the implementation phase. We have this plan established. What are some quick wins? What are some things we can do right now um, to implement some of the recommendations coming from the plan? And what's the end goal for the plan? Once it's all together, what do you uh, envision? What do you anticipate um, that plan to, to tell us and, 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 and what will be the, the actions we take? Yeah, yeah, the key in all of this, I think, is, is that it's an action plan. So there are going to be some key deliverables um, that are coming from the plan that we're going to be able to action right away. And it's not just going to be city initiatives. It's going to be community-led initiatives. It's going to be initiatives led by the, the organizations that are sitting around our project planning team table, um, but also any other organizations that come through throughout the process. So um, there's going to be a big focus on community pride initiatives, um, things that uh, I've been part of a cultural planning process before in my previous position at Prince Albert. So things that come out of there are some photo contests, uh, public art initiatives, wayfinding signage, things that 
that the uh, identify the, the cultural and historical significance here in Moose Jaw. Um, and then there's the event side of things, opportunities to expand uh, events in town. And we have some wonderful cultural events here with motif, sidewalk days, our Remembrance Day ceremonies, Canada Day, uh, Truth and Reconciliation Day, all those different types of events, um, opportunities for all these organizations to collaborate and expand. And then as we touched on earlier, there's a, the tourism and economic uh, development benefits. Um, we want to ensure that Moostra is culturally vibrant. It's, it's an attraction for people to come here to our events, to come visit Moostra, to see our tourist attractions, but also an opportunity for us to, to attract people to move to Moostra um, because, because we are a culturally vibrant community and a community that everyone is proud of. Um, and then the last part of it is just the, the policy side of things. I think there's some really some opportunities here to, to discuss some policies and plans moving forward as a city in regards to immigration, in regards to truth and reconciliation, addresses uh, racism, those types of things. So um, there'll be a lot of moving parts and uh, a lot of different action items that come out of this plan. So uh, essentially, um, if I could uh, nutshell it, uh, we're bringing the community together, uh, bringing all of our people together and uh, working together to grow our city, right? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, to grow and to make it a place that everyone's proud of um, and, and getting everyone around the table so that everyone has an equal say. I think that's the big thing in here. And with the main theme is culture. And as, we, as we've talked about, culture expands to many different areas. So yeah, it's exciting. It's the cultural plan. It's in the works with the city of Moose Jaw. Derek Blay is the uh, director of uh, Parks and Recreation uh, at the uh, city of Moose Jaw. Anything else you can add today, Derek? You know what, Rob? No, I think we've covered the most of it. Um, if people are, are interested in the process, uh, please reach out to uh, myself. Uh, you can call the Parks and Recreation Department, and we'll uh, even if it's part being a member of the project planning team, we still uh, we're, we welcome members at any time. And then there'll be some engagement opportunities here uh, throughout the years as well. So if anyone wants more information, do not hesitate to reach out. All right. This is exciting. We'll look forward to, to seeing the survey, and we'll follow up on that in the coming months. Thanks very much. Assiniboia Mayor Sharon Schoenberg standing by on the Heartland at Noon X. It's one of the greatest gifts of all, spending time surrounded by loved ones, creating memories that will last a lifetime. Wishing you and your family a warm and safe holiday season. Merry Christmas from the Moose Jaw Funeral Home. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. Discover Moostraw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today, it'll clear up this afternoon. Winds coming from the south gusting to 60 kilometers per hour and a high of plus 3. Increasing cloudiness overnight tonight, there's a small chance of light snowfall, a low of minus 8, and a wind chill of minus 17 overnight. Tomorrow, it'll clear up in the morning. Wind will come from the west, gusting up to 50, a high of minus 3, and the wind chill will be minus 17 in the morning and then minus 10 in the afternoon. Tomorrow night, clear with a low of minus 13. Friday, sunny with a high of minus 7. Saturday, sunny with a high of minus 1. Sunday, sunny with a high of minus 1. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moosejaw Live app. I'm Katherine Ludwig. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. 
And it's a pleasure to welcome the mayor of Assiniboia, Sharon Schoenberg, to the heartland at noon as the festive season is underway. And uh, Mayor Schaumburg, let's start with the, the Santa Claus Parade last week in Assiniboia. I saw some photos on Facebook. It was spectacular. It was spectacular. Um, I think the weather couldn't have been better. Uh, we had probably over 30 floats and entries. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce did a fabulous job. Linda Hall organized. And we started out at the Civic Center and we did a tour down Center Street um, I was privileged to be able to ride on the town float with Santa himself. Uh, so, uh, but the streets were totally packed with people and, and young kids and, and little kids and parents. And it was, it was unbelievable. And what a perfect night for a, for a parade. Uh, just, just a great turnout and, and, and what a great kickoff to our, to our winter season. It was sure a festive feeling out there. So it was good. Yeah, really. Uh, all, we're, we're almost back to normal, Madam Mayor. Almost, almost. <laughs> uh, and uh, you uh, you should feel normal being called Madam Mayor these days because you've been in the chair for over a year now, right? Uh, it's been a year, just over a year now for, for council and myself. And uh, we've been so busy this past year. It's hard to believe that a, a year has gone by already and and the projects that we've been undertaking and the amount of work that we're trying to get done and have completed um, and looking forward to the next three uh, years. Uh, we're very hopeful, we're very engaged, we're very progressive, and uh, we're hoping to make some great changes in our community and, and some good positive uh, steps forward. So we've got a lot of work to do, but I'm pretty confident with the uh, great group of people that we have in our office in our public works, uh, the rest of our council, um, we are getting things done. So I couldn't be couldn't be more happier of these uh, being part of this team. So I'm I'm very thankful and very privileged to to uh, work on behalf of the uh, residents of this community. And what a time to be the mayor with a brand new arena going up, and and you seeing the progress on a daily basis. You know, when I'm at my office, Rob, and, you know, when they started putting that uh, facility, uh, when it first started to be to be uh, set up, it was amazing to watch the day-by-day -day progress. And I know that there are people that stop by every day and, and watch the progress. And I know that the goal is before Christmas uh, to have the roof on, um, that all sided, the windows up, uh, they're working on masonry in the actual facility, building the dressing rooms. I believe the stands are going in on the 18th of December. Um, so a lot of the work then over, over the winter time will be done inside. So to be on track, um, I talked to Curtis Nelson this morning from the Civic Improvement Association. Uh, they have weekly and monthly meetings to keep on track. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, next August to be open. So we get progress reports all the time at the town. Um, so we know exactly what's going on. But, you know, just to drive by and see the progress, you can see it happening right before your eyes. So it is amazing to see. Yeah, it's good. Fabulous. And I know the majority of the community, of course, uh, all in favor of building the new arena. And, and the support's been wonderful. Uh, I know uh, Assiniboia and area people uh, have made donations and, and helped to, to raise the money to, to build the new arena. And the naming rights uh, to Southland Co-op, right? 
Yes, it is. Um, they've graciously donated uh, a large amount of money to the project. And uh, yeah, so the naming rights for them for, for a few years, for many years, actually. Um, so that's going to be on the, the uh, rink for the, for the grand opening for the recreational center. And, and again, not just a, a rink, but a recreational center, uh, walking track, uh, uh, kids place, teenagers spot. Uh, yeah, there's going to be, and it's going to be in that, just right in the, the heart of our town. So directly across from the Prince of Wales and across from our town office and right beside our lovely uh, Sherniac Art Gallery. So kind of a little hub in that little corner there, a four-way stop. It's going to be uh, uh, really quite the sight to behold. So uh, yeah, it's coming together. We're, we're pretty excited to uh, for the grand opening next year. And uh, I, I can't wait to see what that's going to bring for our community. Fabulous. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we, we, we heard the, the story time and time again, uh, uh, in the, in the, uh, the process leading up to, to building our field house, Yara Center and building our Mosaic Place, the new downtown arena, which is 10 years old already. Uh, we, I know hard to believe we, we opened it in, in 2011, but we heard, uh, the, the stories leading up to that from, well, from politicians, from business leaders, uh, all around Moose Jaw and area about how important it is to have uh, attractive recreational facilities like arenas, like walking tracks, uh, to attract people to your community. This is an important step forward for the town of Assiniboia. Yeah, you know, it's it's a huge step forward. Bob. You know, let's face it, the, the, you know, the facility itself is going to be the, the heart of our community, and it is going to draw in uh, much more than just hockey games, and we're hoping to have events in, in the, in the, uh, in the facility itself, but you know, it is it is going to become quite a uh, huge gathering of, of people and events, and and we're so excited to be have something of, you know, it's probably one of the biggest facilities in Southern Saskatchewan, um, and so we're very proud of, of the work that the uh, Assiniboia Civic Improvement Association has has uh, done with this project. I mean, it's been ten years in the making, and. And, you know, I know I go to the, the games, the hockey games right now in our rink. And, I mean, it's our last year for our old Civic Centre that's been around uh, for quite some time. And um, there's a lot of memories and a, and a lot of hockey and a lot of events been put on there from trade shows uh, 30 years ago to, you know, junior, senior, um, bantam, you know, all sorts of tournaments and hockey that's gone on in that rink. Um, the memories and the history that's in that rink. Uh, that will hopefully, you know, transition over to the new one where we'll have new memories and, and uh, a, a great gathering center of, of different communities coming to to enjoy our facility. It's not just Assiniboia, but it's going to be southern Saskatchewan. And I'm hoping that more tournaments can be held and draw more people to our community. And certainly, um, you know, when someone entertains moving to a small rural community, Recreation is a huge thing. So, you know, what's available for recreation for my family? And, and if that helps to draw residents to our community to make our community better and, and to grow our community, then certainly we can't be nothing but on board with that. More from Mayor Sharon Schoenberg of Assiniboia coming up next on the Heartland at Noon. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. I'm Sharon Church. Central Collegiate's class of 1972 is having a 50th class reunion. Here's Sandy with more details. Calling all Central Collegiate class of 1972 grads. The 50th anniversary reunion committee is in the planning stage of trying to reach out to as many graduates as possible. 
The date for this celebration is Saturday, July 16th, 2022. If you would like more info, check out our Facebook page, MJ Central Class of 72 Reunion, or email 2022CCI50 Reunion at sastel.net, or call Sandy at 306 631 4410. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. Beachcomber Hot Tubs, 270 Caribou Street West in Moose Jaw. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Assiniboia Mayor Sharon Schoenberg is with us via FaceTime on the Heartland at Noon today, talking about all things good going on in Assiniboia, including the new recreation center under construction. Hey, what's the plan for the old Civic Center once the, the new place opens up? Are we demolishing it or do we find an adaptive reuse? Well, I think it has to be taken down as part of the contract, um, so it will need to be taken down at some point. Okay. Um, what the... What the uh, what we're going to do with that existing property, um, we've got some plans, but not ready to divulge that. But, uh, you know, it's it's got to come down. And, and so with that comes the history and, and all the memories made in there. So it's going to be a bittersweet sweet day for that. But, um, you know, on to newer and, and bigger and better things and, and make new memories. So, um yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad to see it go, but at the same time, when you walk in there or you take in a game, you, you it's lived its life and it's done as well. And you know, it is the heart of the the community in the winter time. So, and you know, sometimes in the summer as well, we utilized it for baseball this year too. So, um, we'll see going forward. Yeah, it's it's going to come down. Okay. Mayor Sharon Schonberg is our guest on the Heartland at Noon, the, uh, the mayor of Assiniboia, Saskatchewan. Hey, uh, the Golden South Wind Project, uh, Golden South Wind Energy, the facility in Assiniboia. How are things going with that uh, project? Well, I think, you know, the project is in itself is pretty much complete. Um, there are 50 windmills up now. Uh, most of them are running and operational. I think we're still missing a few transformers. Um, but the majority of them all, I would say 90% of them are, are up and running. And on a daily basis, you can see them, them moving. And, and most of the uh, crew that was here uh, has moved on to a different community to do more work there. Um, but they are, they are up and running. So uh, I think probably even from 20, 30 kilometers out, you can actually start seeing them as you approach our community. So that's uh, some new... Uh, environmental wind project, uh, power generating uh, for the community and for an area as well. So uh, that brought, you know, that that helped us uh, transition through COVID when, uh, you know, when businesses in that were were closing in, in other communities, um, we stayed strong. And, and yes, we did have our challenges, but, you know, with the injection of many people and employees and workers and filling our hotels and motels and some of our rental properties and you know, shopping local and, and that continued to sustain us. So it kind of came for us at the right time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been good for our community. Wonderful. And created full-time employment as well. Certainly it did. Certainly it did. There are some full-time employees here right now. 
uh, still working on the project. So yes, we we still have those people in our town. Yeah, awesome. And before I let you go, uh, let's talk about uh, speaking of uh, the arena and, and speaking of sports and speaking of Christmas, a uh, big curling event coming up and, and you got a twinkle tour coming up in Assiniboia as well. You know, we've got so many events coming up in the next month, I can't even begin to tell you all of them. Um, of course, the Scotties, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that from the 5th to the 9th of January. Um, we're hoping in the next, I was talking with the chair this morning uh, of the Scotties, Sherry Blackwell, and and uh, I think she's co-chairing with Rob Greensides. And uh, we did a presentation, or they did a presentation last week at the Business Lunch and Learn all about the Scotties and the people that are going to come to our communities. And, you know, tickets are going quite well for that. They're only $80 for the event. Uh, January 5th to 9th, we're going to have some of our best provinces curlers in our community. Um, and we're really looking forward to it and uh, all the activities that go along with that. So that's huge. You can still pick up tickets, I was told, and they can be picked up from uh, the Curling Rink or Nelson GM. And they still have tickets available. Uh, we also have, yes, we have the Twinkle Tour um, happening on the 14th, 15th, and 16th, where the main spot will be the Kin Hut. Um, there'll be Twinkle Tours uh, going around looking at the uh, different lights in town, and you can also vote on your best house that you think will win. Um, we also have a Christmas holiday scavenger hunt, which will be done by vehicle um, from the 18th to the 31st, so there'll be prizes for that. Um, we're wrapping up the Festival of Trees this year actually went uh, virtual this year uh, with proceeds, half the proceeds going uh, to the South Country Healthcare Foundation and to our Prince of Wales Complex. Um, and of course, we've got junior, senior hockey, we've got walking programs, we've got volleyball, we've got basketball, we've got it's just so many things going on in this community. And I'm just so proud that we've got so many things going on and, and just so proud of this community and the spirit that we have here is phenomenal and i just couldn't be more again more more privileged to to uh, to be part of this uh, whole community and, and represent our community and and it i speak volumes and it just comes from the love of this community assiniboia mayor sharon schoenberg on the heartland at noon doing good things down there in the south country Hey, congratulations to Moose Jaws Gail Jones. She texted in to win a pair of tickets to see the Warriors and the Wheat Kings tonight. She's our winner on the Moose Jaw RV and Marine text line. So the Alice Cooper concert announcement that we had on Monday was almost emotional for me. It's been a long time. More on my daily commentary to wrap up this show next. Attention cattle producers, this Friday, December 10th, is an all-class sale at Nancota Stockman's Cow Sale at 10 a.m. Watch on dvauction.com. Check our Facebook page for all updates. Or our webpage for schedules and averages. Red heifers last week averaged $1,775. That's this Friday at 10 a.m. at all-class sale with bred cattle. Please call 306-478-2229 if you have cattle to market. I got chills on Monday when we announced 800 CHAB would be presenting Alice Cooper in concert at Mosaic Place next spring.
It's been a long time since we got together for a rock and roll show at our downtown arena. I clearly remember the last concert we had at Mosaic Place. It was Friday, March 13th, 2020. Some good friends of mine were in town to see Gord Bamford's hashtag Redneck Music Tour. The COVID-19 pandemic was about to shut us down. It wasn't clear that day if that show would go on, but it did. I was invited but didn't go. I was frightened by the non-stop news of the coronavirus spreading across our country. The people who did attend will never forget the strange vibes they felt that night. People were nervous. Staff and volunteers were wiping down everything anybody touched. The show, they said, was unbelievable. The musicians involved knew it would be the last time they'd perform for a time, and they left it all on the stage. Here's hoping we'll enjoy more shows just like that in 2022. I'm Rob Kearney.